0: Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can come together to celebrate your name, to thank you, Lord, for what you have done for us. Today, we ask your Holy Spirit to be our teacher. We want to learn from you, Lord, and we want to be the doer of your words. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Before I teach this message about building the temple of God, I would like to tell you something. This is the way I live my life as a believer. The way I live my life is this way. Number one, the Lord Jesus Christ is my Lord, my master, and my king. I'm his soldier. I'm his disciple. I follow him. He is leading me. Number two, he leads me by giving me the Bible to read, to understand, and giving me the Holy Spirit To show me, to reveal to me what is going on in the Bible here. To teach me and to give me the light from heaven. We call it the light of God. So as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, I study the Bible, I read the Bible. At the same time, I listen to the Holy Spirit to show me, okay, this is not the thing I should practice because it's already fulfilled by Jesus. I don't have to do anymore. Or oh, this is what I need to do today. And normally I will use Jesus and the Apostle as my example. If I don't see Jesus and the Apostle doing something, even though it's in the Old Testament, I will be very careful because we are living in the New Testament time. We are not living in the Old Covenant anymore. So I will follow the what the Apostle and Jesus did according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And after I studied the Bible, I listened to the Holy Spirit. And when God chose me the light from the scriptures, the liberation, this is the truth. Once I get that, I receive it and say, Yes, Lord. I will take this into my life I have a conviction that this is what I need to do. I will do it. I will follow it no matter how much price I have to pay. I'm going to follow what the Holy Spirit shows me through the Word of God. That is the way I live. I am the man who gets me to the Word. When I know the word and I have the revelation, I will go banana. I will go 100% running the race. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to be politically correct for anybody to be happy with me. I'm going to follow what the Bible says. And that should be the lifestyle of every disciple. And I hope that you are that way too. That you don't come to church to play game, to look for a woman, look for a man, and come to church to... Find a job, to look for connection, and find a business deal. No, you come to church to learn about God. And you need to be disciple of Jesus Christ. You're going to follow what he says. And when you get something, you're not going to say, oh, you know, I don't like this part. I will put on the shelf. I like this part. I'll do it. No, everything in the Bible, we say, yes, I get conviction. I see the light, and I'm going to follow that light. Can we become Christian that way? That is the way I live. My life all these years. I don't want to be a stubborn kid. I want to be an obedient child of God. Amen. Haggai chapter 2, verses 6 to 9. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake. Everyone say shake. The heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations will come. And I will fill this house with glory. Says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in this place I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. These scriptures were written by Haggai the prophet, who was inspired by God to write this scripture to the children of Israel, to warn them that, hey, God wants to build his temple. God wants you to focus on building the house of God. When we learn about the people's life, when we track on people's life, their generation to generation, we can see the same principle that we can read from the scripture. When a man and a woman really take serious about the kingdom of God and obey God, we can see that the blessing flows into the thousand generation. To live for the kingdom of God, we will get the blessing from him, the prosperity from him. One man in the world history, his name is Jonathan Edwards. He is building a godly home. His father was a preacher. His mom's dad also was a preacher. He lived for God, this man, Jonathan Edward. And his offspring was traced for many generations. And altogether, 400 of them were traced. They found that 14 of them became college presidents, 100 professors, 100 of them have been ministers of the gospel, missionaries, and theological teachers. And more than 100 of them were lawyers and judges and also involved in big industry in the U.S. You can see that God blessed the children of Jonathan Edward, because this man lived for the kingdom of God 100%. I want to encourage you to be the same way. And the sermon in this teaching is to really help you to know that the will of Jesus Christ is to build His church. He wants to build His church, and we, as followers of Jesus Christ, we should love His church. The church is not a building. The church is a group of people. Why Pastor Dan and I have been flying to Europe for many times, or Thailand, or other countries. Like we went to Minnesota. I'm going to go back again in November to build the church among the monks people there. We love the church of Jesus Christ. We want to get involved in building the church of Jesus Christ. And I pray that our members here would love the church, would be participating in building the glorious church in the end time. I'm going to explain about glorious church later on at the end of this sermon. And I hope that you get this revelation, that the church of Jesus Christ is his heart, his will, the apple of his eyes. Amen? And God promised that when we get involved in building the church, he's going to take care of us. He's going to bring us success and prosperity, not only our generation, but generations to come. The desire to build a church should be in our heart. Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades, or the gates of hell, shall not prevail against it. Jesus did not say, I may build the church. He did not say, maybe one of these days when I feel good, I will build a church. He said, I will build my church. And I want to please Jesus. If Jesus said, I will build my church, and I want to preach Jesus, what should I do? I will be the part. I will be involved in building his church. All these 38 years, Pastor Dan and I, we pour out our life to build the local church. In our own city and everywhere in the world. Because we know that in our conviction, this is the way we please the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 9 to 11. And to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery. For ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now, everyone say, intent. What does it mean, intent? What does it mean in English? Strong purpose. Strong desire. I'm going to do it. Strong Design. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. You can see that God wants to reveal his wisdom, his power, his glory through the church. The church is a family of God where people got safe and come in and train and they will become mature. And when they go out into society, in the school, in the workplace, in any company, they will shine the glory and the light of God in that area, in that place. We have the church to train people to shine the glory of God, to shine the wisdom of God to people amen the world the rulers of the world the demonic power the principality of the world will know that god is real through not school not movies not tv not anything else but through the church matthew 16:18 jesus said, and i tell you that you are peter and on this rock i will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Haggai, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he sent the message to the Jews. He said, let us wake up, pull up our sleeve, and build the temple of God. In the old covenant, God's tangible presence was not everywhere. God's tangible presence was in the inner room of the temple, was in the tabernacle when Moses was moving out from Egypt into the promised land. But if you study the Bible carefully, you can see that God was very desiring to be among his people. In the Garden of Eden, during the cool of the day, God showed up and talked to Adam and Eve. And after that, God showed up and talked to Abraham. His presence was with Abraham, the man of faith. The presence of God was with Isaac and Jacob. And then, after Moses took the children of Israel out of the slavery of Egypt, he said, Build the tabernacle, and the pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud were there with them. The presence of God was with them in the tabernacle and in the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. So God wants to be with his people. And after that, he told Solomon, hey, build the temple. He wanted to be in the midst of his people. If you compare the tabernacle, the temple of Solomon, or the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud today, today is the local church where the presence of God is there. He resides in us, the believers, individually, and he resides in the congregation as a corporate church. He wants his presence to be in every city. When people got sick, they can come to church to be in the presence of God, and they can get healed in the presence of God. Amen? I heard story all the time. People get delivered, get healed when they come to the church meeting because the presence of God is there. So Haggai say, wake up. Don't just build your house. A lot of us may be busy with our own house, building our own home, our own business. We just keep running and running to do our own things. And we forget about the house of God. Haggai chapter 2, verses 7 and 8, he said, I will check all nations, and the desire of all nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory, say the Lord Almighty. God said that if you participate in building his temple or building his church, he's going to check something to bring good things to you, and you can have resources, you can have money, you can have strength, you can have Materials to build his house. Verse 6 says, this is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. In a little while, what does it mean? It means you pull up your sleeve and build the church first. And later on, he will shake the nation to bless you. I remember when I just graduated from being a neurosurgeon, I graduated from the training in Thailand. At that time, I had a old car. We did not have, own any house. My salary was about $200 a month. And Pastor Da moved to a small town in east side of Thailand called Chantaburi. Right away, we looked for the church. At that time, I w- did not know how to speak in tongue yet. I was uh, kind of came from a very uh, traditional church. So we looked for a church. We joined a Baptist church. And once I joined in, I saw the American missionary, Dan Cobb and Fan Cobb from Southern Baptist, Kentucky. I looked at them teaching the Bible, speaking broken Thai to Thai people. I always tease one of my co-workers at the hospital. This man, his name is Tim. He always joked my accent. When I spoke something with thick accent in the operating room, he always repeat the way I say, to joke, to kind of ridicule me a little bit. So I did not take it personal. And I always say this way, one of these days when I have money, I'm going to buy a free ticket for you and send you to Thailand and drop you in the middle of the island and let you speak Thai there. And you understand what I'm going through in America as a Thai man to speak English. And every time he saw me, all the nurses and all the anesthesiologists say, did you buy the ticket for him yet? <laughs> so it became a joke in the operating room at Evergreen Hospital. Buy a ticket and drop him in Thailand and speak Thai. So anyway, when I joined that, I saw this American missionaries speaking broken Thai. And the Holy Spirit talked to me. Help him from now on. You have high education. You know English very well. From now on, build this church with this couple. I decided to build a church. I decided to pull out my life, everything to build that Baptist church with this couple. The church started to grow because now I helped them to speak in Thai, to teach in Thai. All along, these Thai people did not understand what they're talking about about the gospel, because they spoke with accent and with, without understanding Thai people at all. Now I translate it into the way the Thai people understand the gospel. So the church started to grow and grow and grow. At that time, when I decided to build a church, right away, something happened. Within a few months, my clinic became so popular. Patients come in, God brought money in to my home. I could pay off the Government debt. Within a few months, God began to bless me because I focused on building the house of God. Amen. So clear. I remember one time while I was helping that Baptist church, somebody broke into the building, church building, and stole so many things because that Baptist church did not have money to build the fence, the fence. In Thailand, if your house does not have a fence, you can be in trouble because people can break into your house, not in America. When I first moved to the U.S. and I saw people' house, no fence, what's going on here? You have no fence? Are you crazy? No, in Thailand, everyone has fence. So the church did not have money to build a fence. I and Pastor have about $300 in our bank account. That's all we have, saving, after being a student for many years. We pull out that $300 and donate to the church. The whole bank account, gone. We donate and say, use that money to build the fence. Right after that, God performed miracles and miracles. Money come in supernaturally, more than $300. Like just so much that God bless us because we built that church. We participated in building that Baptist church. You know that God loves every denomination. Baptist, Lutheran, Methodists, and Pentecostal. God loves every church. In the eyes of God, there is no denomination. All for Jesus. Amen. So, God really blesses us because we focus on building the house of God. In Haggai chapter 1 verses 5 to 6 say, Now, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted At that time, people were farmers. You have planted much, but have harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warmed. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. So many Christians wonder why I try to do my business. Money doesn't come in. Why money come in and pay the medical bill, pay the car breakdown bill, the house breakdown? Why I have so much expenses? I never have enough saving. Why, 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 why? And the Bible tried to tell us the reason in verses 9 to 11. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why? Declare the Lord Almighty. This is not for me. This is from God. "'Because of my house, because of my church, which remains a ruin, "'why each of you is busy with his own house. "'Therefore, because of you, the heavens have withheld their dew, "'and their earth is crops. "'I call for a drought on the fields and on the mountains.' And on the grain, the new wine and the oil and whatever the crowd produces on men and cattle and all the labor of your hands. You can see here that when Christian got saved, when you begin to live a selfish life, it's about me, my home, I'm going to do this for myself, God just bless me, bless me, bless me. You don't care about the church. You don't care about the house of God. It's all about you. God say, I have to withhold the blessing. Your business will not go anywhere. I cannot bless you because you have wrong motive. You have wrong attitude. You're not living for the kingdom. You're not giving. You're not using your gift to build a house. It's just about me, 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 me. No, it's about his people. We live for his people. The church is a group of people who want to follow God. We need to have a conviction. God, I will participate in building your house. I'm going to give my time, my energy, my money, my gift, my talents to build the house of God. Look at that young boy who brought the two fish and five loaves to Jesus to help him preach the gospel. And what did Jesus do? Jesus multiplied the two fish and the five loaves and 5,000 men with all the children and women can eat, fill and have left over 12 baskets full. In the same way, if you are participating in preaching the gospel, taking the message of the gospel out to the world, helping to build the church, why I keep going back to germany and switzerland and to minnesota los angeles flying everywhere because i want to follow the pattern of the apostle paul apostle paul travel preach the gospel get people saved make disciple writing letter now we write the lesson and send to the email we send to youtube send to podcast to feed the sheep and then we go back to visit them, like Apostle Paul, and lay hand and impart the things from God into that church so that the church will grow. I'm following the Paul's pattern, apostolic work. Go out, plant the church, preach the gospel, visit them, feed them, train them, and they can grow to become a church. Each location grow, 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 grow. And they can evangelize themselves there. The fire of God move in that church. People get saved. People get healed. And the church will grow in that nation. Right now in Thailand, I could not even count how many churches that connect to New Hope International Church. So many. I could not even keep track anymore. Pop, 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 pop every month that people listen to our sermon, get touched by the fire through the YouTube. And they gather together to start a church. In that town. And then people get saved. Miracle happened because they believe in the Holy Spirit. And they preach the word that we feed them. We send the material to them to teach. Because we want to be participating in a great commission. We want to obey the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Matthew, chapter 28, 18 to 20, Jesus said, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, everyone say go. Go, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them. Everyone say nations. Definitely, we cannot go to every nation because we have limitation, but we go to the nation that God opened the door and called us to go. Nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Last time I went to Germany, we baptized people in the Rhine River. It's so fun. We went into the rye right river and baptized, and then the swan just swim by us. The white swan is so beautiful. We baptized people with the swan around there. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them why I worked so hard to produce all this lesson, to produce the MP3, YouTube, writing lesson. This morning I sent the lesson from our camp workshop to all the pastor about how to run the care group. I send it to them so that they can learn how to run the group. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. The presence of God will be with us when we do that. The anointing will be with us. Amen? The glory of the Lord. And even to the end of the age, amen. Mark chapter 16, 15 to 20. And he said to them, go into all the world. He's talking to the body of Christ. We are part of the body of Christ. We're going to do the best to go all over the world. Definitely, we cannot go to every country yet because we have limited manpower and limited resource. And preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will all be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. You listened to the testimony a while ago. That demons come out from people. People got healed. This morning, somebody just sent me a video, a recording video from Thailand. I just listened to only half because I have to come to church. I need to run out of the house. This lady said that she got an incurable disease. The doctor said you will never get healed. This is incurable disease. Eventually, somebody handed her our MP3 teaching CD. She began to listen about the curse and the blessing and the file of God, and she repented and repented and repented. She said that one night when she sat down and just repented of all of her sins, next morning she woke up, all the symptoms were gone. <laughs> gone. No one lay hand on her. She was totally healed. Then she had a friend in California who tried to have a baby and tried to do the infertility. What you call the test tube thing? What you call the test tube thing? The test tube baby. And the, this lady could not have the baby. She sent our YouTube to this lady in California. She listened about the file of God. The file of God from the YouTube Touch her. And she got pregnant. She did not have to use the doctor to get pregnant. This is a good news. Is that right? We preach the gospel to the whole world through internet right now. Amen. People heard the gospel, get saved, get touched, and be healed. That's why Jesus said that, And this side will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues, and they will take up serpents, and they drink any deadly. It will by no means hurt them. They will lay hand on the sick, and they will recover. So then after the Lord has spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. If you don't see me in this building on Sunday, most of the time, Pastor Da and I went out. You can come with us. If you want to come to mission trip to Thailand with us, please come. If you want to go to certain Churches, um, definitely, I need to approve first. If you want to go to minister to some of our churches to encourage them to preach to them, let me know. If you are the member of the church and you are faithful servant of God, we let you go and minister to all these churches to encourage them to bless them. Amen. Actually, when you go like that to bless them, you are the one who gets blessed more than them. Really. I'm serious. When you go out to the mission trip and bless all these churches, small churches and new churches, you will be blessed more than they are blessed by you. Because you will be inspired. And you come back home as a new man. Amen. The Lord working with them. I like that. They went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord working with them, confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. I like that. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe once a year you should go out on a mission trip at least to do something for the Lord. And the Lord will bless you. The Lord will use you to bless many people. Amen. We should have a mission mindset. We should get involved in building the churches everywhere in the world. Wherever God opened the door. Right now a group in Chicago started a church. Another group in New York starting the church. We have church pop up in different cities. They may be small. That's okay. Because the Bible said, don't look down on the days of small things. Don't look down on the days of small things. This church started with five people in the basement of my house. But now we impacted the world. Impact many city and country around the world. Don't look down on the days of small things. Because Matthew chapter 13 verses 31 to 32 say, Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven, Matthew thirteen, thirty one to thirty two. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. You look so small, but you have a potential in there. Because you love Jesus. Jesus is with you. The fire of God is with you. You preach the word of God. You do the will of God, even though it looks small. That's okay at the beginning. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. You want to be a big tree to bless the people of the world? I want to be. I want to be many souls saved. Many souls get delivered from demons. Many people get healed. Many people come to into the kingdom of God. And through what instrument? Through the church. The key to reach a city is not to go and set up the office, medical office. No. Medical office cannot save the world. The instrument that God to save the world is a local church. I am sold out for the local church. I'm sold out to build a local church. And I don't care how small it is, as long as it's a local church, one soul at a time gonna come in. In Minnesota lately, it starts still small with three ladies want to start a church. This is a Hmong family. Three ladies want to start a church. And they sowed the seed into our church. The husband showed up in the camp this year. The husband got drunk in the Holy Spirit every day. laugh in the Holy Ghost every day. This husband used to be like naughty, naughty. Like, don't want to go to meeting or church. After he went back home this time, he was on fire. This man, I think you saw in the camp. Isaiah, you saw he came up on the stage on Sunday morning. He's on fire. He wants to have Bible study every day. He wants to go to the meeting. And last Tuesday, they have a gathering with a Hmong family. Has a lot of kids. Each family, about five kids. I don't know why. (laughs) Five kids. They have, so the kids standing there in their home and this husband love God now or this three woman and the Holy Spirit came down. All these kids start to cry the presence of God. The kids get drunk in the Holy Ghost. Is it amazing? (laughs) Hallelujah. So this November are going to go to check that church to be on fire and then the Hmong community going to come to know Jesus. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. We want that. We want the book of Acts church, planting churches. Apostle Paul went everywhere, to Ephesus, to Galatia to everywhere to do what? Preach Jesus. Preach the resurrection of Jesus. Cast out demons, heal the sick, make disciples, and build local churches around the world. He went everywhere. Is that what the book of Acts should say about building the church? Amen. So I want you to grab this idea that God wants us to Put the church as a priority in our life. Amen. In Haggai chapter 2, verses 6 to 7, this is what the Lord Almighty says, in a little while I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations. What happens when you shake something? What happens when you shake something? Whatever inside is going to fall down. Is that fall out, fall out. If we get the wallet of Tom, in his wallet there is a lot of cash in there, I know. He likes to carry cash. And I have his wallet come out and check. What can I drop out of his wallet? The cash. Can I have your wallet? No, kidding. So it will come out. So the word check can mean so many things. But in this context, it means he's going to pull out some good things out of that place. To help you, to bless you, to do what? To build the temple. He changed things to put into your lap. Because in order to build a church, you need resources. You need strength, anointing, money, manpower. You need a lot of things to build his kingdom. Is that right? Verse 8 says, the silver, now you see the context here. The context here is not about shaking to punish somebody. It's about blessing. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. When God shakes something, silver and gold will drop out of that place. What is the first place? In verse 6, shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. God can check the natural thing, the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the dry land. He can make rain come down to the ground. He can shake the things in heaven, in the atmosphere. He can shake the land to bring blessing to you. Do you have that picture, the sun that I took picture? Can I show a little bit, the picture of the sun? You have that picture with you? Normally, you cannot see the sun that way. But because of the smoke that happened the past week, you can look at the sun. So I took that picture in front of my house. And when I look at that picture, God spoke to me. Sun, can you imagine? People don't believe in God. You look at that sun. That sun burned the fire and gave the light to this planet Earth for how many thousand years? Think about this. How can that mass many million miles away, I don't know how many million miles away, shine the light and continue to shine the light all these thousands of years? Who sustained that mass? Who? Have you ever put a piece of wood in the fireplace and burn? What happened next morning? Gone. That wood is Gone. gone. How come that mass keep burning for thousands of years to give the light to the universe to the solar system there must be somebody who is so powerful that hold that sun and keep burning that mass to give the light to the universe is that right is that god yes. there is god amen and if he can do that he can keep that sun burning the light, shining the light and kept the heat that helped us to... I'm hot right now up here because today 81 degrees, I heard. That's why I cannot wear suit. Bring the heat into the world. You think he cannot shake heavens and the earth to bless you. Psalm chapter 147, verse 8. He, mean God, covers the sky with cloud. He supplies the earth with rain. And makes grass grow on the hills. Can God perform supernatural things in the natural realm for us? I remember I went to preach the gospel in Tokyo many years ago. The snow started to come down that night on Friday night. I had to preach on Saturday and Sunday. We already set the plan. And then the news came out that this weekend going to be a big snow, all the train going to stop, all the road going to be blocked by snow, so you have to be stuck in the hotel. I was so upset because I spent time flying there, but now the snow blocked me. I never forgot that day. I was standing in front of the window of that hotel in Tokyo, and I point my finger to the sky. Hey, I come here to preach the gospel, to build the church. You must not have any snow tomorrow. No, this weekend, no snow. I command you. You remember Jesus say, when you go out to preach the gospel, he gave you authority. He is with you. You can perform signs and wonders. Next morning, the sky looked blue. No snow. Gone. (laughs) And I was able to go to the meeting and I can preach the gospel, lay hands on people. Why? Because we live for the church. We live our life for the gospel. Isaiah 45 Verse 7, I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord, do all these things. He can give you prosperity. If he can create the light, he can control the universe. You think it's a piece of cake for him to bring money to you? To bring resources to you? It's a piece of cake. He can check the nature he can get the koi from the mouth of the fish. He can make the throw basket full, left over. He can make the fish come into the net until the net almost broke. Amen? He can send manna into the sky to feed people. He can send quail in. Can he feed you? If you say, God, use me to build your church. You want to build your church in the end time. You say, I will build my church. I'm going to be a part of it. If I'm not out of town, I'm not sick, I'm not in the hospital, I'm going to show up every Sunday. Pastor, tell me what I need to do. I have a gift. Use me. Use me, Lord. You go to your pastor and say, Pastor, I have this gift. Use me. I want to be participating. I want to get involved. I'm not just a consumer. I am a builder. I'm a body builder. I'm going to build a church. Get involved. God God, give you give money, everything to do what? To build His church. Amen? Participating. Getting involved. Using your gift. Using your talent, your time, your home. Every time I'm buying a house, I think, can I use this house? That's the first question for the church. I never just look at nice house. I just think, location, can I use my house to build a church? The kingdom of God is in my mind all the time. What I'm going to do, I want to make sure I can use that to build the kingdom of God. The natural resources will come to help me. Uh Haggai chapter 2 verse 7, I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations will come and we will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. My dear brother and sister, he does not only shake the natural thing, the rain, the field, the tree, things happen. But he also can move the heart. nations, mean people. He can move the heart of people to help you to build the church. I never forgot. I walked into the office of the chairman of neurosurgery at University of Washington on the 12th floor of Harborview Hospital. And I was speaking with accent. I could not even understand what he's talking. Because I came to America first time. And I came there and said, I want to have a job here to be a resident. Do you have any paperwork? No. Do you have any letter of recommendation? No. I just need a job. But I know one thing. I gonna, before I went that day to that office, I knelt down in the bedroom at the place that I live. I stay, And said, God, I give my life to you. I will serve you all the days of my life. I will build your church. Without any paperwork, without any letter of recommendation, Dr. H. Richard Wynne accepted me to join the program. Who did that? Who moved the heart of Dr. Wynne to give me a job? Amen? Amen. Praise God. He can move the heart of people to support you. He can move the heart of your customer to come to you and buy the stuff from you. If you build his church, he is a God who can move the nations. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22, I read three more scripture. A good man leave an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. God can bring money from the hand of the unrighteous into the righteous to build the church. Isaiah 60, verse 5, Then you shall see and become radiant, and your heart shall swell with joy. Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles, mean those who don't believe in God at that time, shall come to you. God can move the heart of people, including non-believers, to support you. My boss told me that I need to go to England for one year. At that time, our church has about 40 members. And I don't know what to do because if I don't go, I will lose my job. I just pray and pray. I dare not say no to my boss yet because I don't want to leave my church for one year. Church was small. And I'm the main pastor. I believe the church gonna collapse. So I pray and pray, and I mentioned to a member of our church that you know, could you please please pray for me that I did not have to go to England, to London for one year. In fact, in the flesh, it was so tempted to go because. Free airplane, free place to live, bigger salary, work 8 to 5, no encore that much. Wow, nice place. And I can travel all over Europe during the weekend to have fun. But I've decided i cannot going to be with the church. I don't care about London. I care about the church. I choose the church first. I share this with one of my members. You know what happened? God is so good. That member was a life insurance salesman. He met the assistant professor by phone call. He opened yellow pages and called the right hand man of my boss. And then they met. And after they thought, Oh, you know Dr. Laha Prasid? Yeah, I know. I am his member. And you are the boss of Dr. Laha Prasid? Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, I want to let you know he doesn't want to go to England. <laughs> because is a pastor of the church. That assistant professor went back to tell the chairman, you know mom he's a pastor of the church really? and he told his member he doesn't want to go to London, my boss called me in <laughs> I heard that you run the church and you don't want to go to England yes Dr. Wynne, you're right okay, I give you exception, you don't need to go And not only that, he gave me promotion too. Amen? Is it wonderful? Can God move the heart of people to bless you, to help you? Yes, if you build a church. Let me read one last scripture here and then continue next Sunday. Ezra chapter 1 verses 1 to 8. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all the his kingdom, and also put it in writing, saying, Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth the Lord God of heaven has given me, and he has commanded me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah, who is among you of all his people. May his God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build a house of the Lord God of Israel. He is God, which is in Jerusalem, and whoever is left in any place where he dwells, let the men of his place help him with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, besides the free will offering for the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. Then the heads of the fathers, house of Judah and Benjamin, and the priests and the Levites, with all whose spirit God has moved a rose to go up and build the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. You can see here, the king of the heathen country, Persia. God moved his heart, stirred his heart. Maybe... God came into his dream or something and he moved the heart of this king Cyrus to support the Jews to go back home to build the house of God. My dear brothers and sisters, if you decide to build the house of God, build a church, you see the importance of the gospel, preaching Jesus, his resurrection, build his church and participate fully, he can move the heart of people around you your boss, your customers, your clients, even strangers, to support you, to help you. He can move the natural. He can perform the supernatural thing in the natural realm to support you, to bring prosperity, resources, and money to you to build the house of God. In conclusion today, I want to end here and continue next Sunday. In conclusion, let the Holy Spirit give you the light and revelation to see the heart of God here. We are believers, disciples of Jesus Christ. He wants us to preach the gospel. He wants us to make disciples. Touch the nations. And the way to touch the nations is to build the local church. Save souls, make disciples in these new believers, train them up, put them together, teach them how to worship, how to serve using that gift, building the local church there. And if you do that, God will smile at you. And God says, you are doing my will. You are obeying my great commission. And I will take care of you. Somebody else sick, you're not going to be sick. Somebody else get cancer, you're not going to get the cancer. You're going to live a long life. You're going to be protected by me. I will bring money into your hand. I will bring resources and manpower to help you. You're going to have my favor because you're building my house. I will take care of you. That's how. I'm not preaching this as a theory. This is how Pastor Dar and I, and many brothers and sisters in this church, have been doing all these years. We pour out our life to build the house of God. In Seattle, or in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Los Angeles, Las Vegas, in San Diego, In Samaria, in Thailand and Europe. And if God opened the door for us to go to Africa, to go to South America, all over the world, we will go. But I'm not going to run ahead of the Holy Spirit. I will follow the Holy Spirit. He has a place for us. I don't want to go to the place that God doesn't call me to go because I can get into trouble. I need to follow the Holy Spirit. Amen? Are you sold out for the Great Commission? Are you sold out to preach the, the Lord Jesus? To make, make disciples? Are you sold out to build the church of Jesus Christ? For me, and many people here, we are sold out. Let us build the church. Next time, you are going to learn what kind of church God wants to build in the end time. We're going to continue in Haggai chapter 2 here. I preach only half of the message. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for revealing to us, showing us your will through the prophet Haggai. Through many scriptures, Lord, we want to follow what you say. We want to do what you tell us to do. Lord, as Paul, Peter, the disciple in the first generation book of Acts, Christians, obey you. They did what you told them to do. They went out and preached the word. And the word was confirmed by signs and wonders. You say, Lord, the glory of the latter house. We are in the latter house. They are in the former house shall be greater than the former house. We believe as we go out and preach the gospel, you shall confirm with signs and wonders, healing, miracles, Lord, revival, spiritual breakthroughs. Many souls shall be saved. And Lord, at the same time, you shall give us resources to be able to build your house. Lord, we have our lot to do the lot that you assign to us to go build a church. We are going to fill every lot, every city that you ask us to go and build a church. And Father, we thank you for Baptist Church, Lutheran Church, Methodist Church, Pentecostal Churches, all the denominations all over the world, Assembly of God, Vineyard that they have done their best to obey you. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We're going to run our race together and fulfill your purpose, Lord. Thank you for all the pastors and teachers, apostles, prophets, and evangelists all over the world that are doing your work. Bless them, Father. At the same time, Father, use this house. Raise up many pastors, many evangelists, Many prophets, apostles, teachers, those who do ministry of helps, those who have gift of healings, signs and wonders, prophetic gift, those who have the word of knowledge and word of wisdom, those who have the gift of tongues and interpretation, Lord, raise them up and use them to build your house all over the world. Starting in Jerusalem, Seattle, Samaria, Judea, and all over the world, Father. We thank you, Father. Anoint us and use us, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. If you don't know Jesus Christ, I would like to invite you to join The family of God. Very simple. Admit that you are a sinner and you need God's forgiveness. And you believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay for your sin and ask Him to forgive you and invite Him into your life. If you are that person, you can follow my prayer. You pray to the Lord together with me. Father in heaven, I am a sinner. I have done wrong in my life. Please forgive me of my sin, Lord. I want to come back home to have you as my father. Lord Jesus, come into my life. You die for me. You shed your blood to pay for my sin. From today on, Lord Jesus I believe you were raised from the dead on the third day you are my Lord and my Savior I will follow you serve you all the days of my life in Jesus name Amen praise the Lord may the Lord bless you